Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. on a frankly terrible Friday morning. Just the the wind, the cold, the snow, not a fan. Um luckily, you know, I had a <laughs> I had a electric fireplace delivered to my house yesterday because my basement gets a little chilly. So uh we've got that rocking in the basement right now. Uh so we're doing okay. Oh there we go. You got the real thing going? We're rocking it too. Nice. I don't know you can hardly see it. <laughs> I, I built that with my own bare hands today. Did you? Under the cold. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, I dried the wood myself. I woke up really you, early. I was like, what time did you get up to chop the wood on that thing? Yeah, it, it was like 2.30, and I, um, <laughs> you know what? I put on my fake beard so that it looked like it froze as I was walking back inside like I was a true lumberjack. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, yeah. And now it looks it looks so good that it, it almost looks fake, Robbie. I know, you know, people won't believe it's real, but that's that's all right. Uh, we are... so ignore the cord that's ex- <laughs> connected to it. I don't know yeah. why that's there. Listen, it's uh, don't worry about that. Don't, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain there. Um, we are coming to you on a Friday uh, as we obviously are at our homes as we get this show going. Um, as we were leaving the break, there we were kind of talking about some potential coaching candidates that have emerged as the leading guys for that Alabama job. One of them is a surprise because a lot of what we heard yesterday was no internal candidates, no internal candidates, no internal candidates. And at the end of the day, we hear, ah, maybe Tommy Reese, who is, of course, an internal candidate, former Notre Dame quarterback and former Notre Dame uh, offensive coordinator. I know Brian Kelly asked him to go with him when he left for LSU. He decided to stay at Uh, Notre Dame at the time, then Alabama came calling, and he couldn't say no to Coach Saban. Uh, Tommy Reese is incredibly well thought of in the coaching industry, really young. I want to say he's – I think he's 31. I would say say 31 or 32, super young. I mean, you're talking even younger than Dan Lanning. I can't even imagine – I mean, like getting that job at that age – as your first head coaching job seems nuts to me. So I, I don't think he's the guy. I really don't. But he is getting an interview. Um, the other two guys, because Lanning came out yesterday and was like, nope, we're staying here. We like it here at Oregon. Went as far as to say, hey, if you're le- you're worried about your coach leaving, come to Oregon because we're not going anywhere. Um, so Dan Lanning seems to be off the table. The guys that are on the table – two guys that we mentioned yesterday, and two guys without Saban ties, which I think is interesting. Kalen DeBoer, who we just saw coach in the national championship game, my uh, one of my favorite coaches in the country, absolutely love Kalen DeBoer, and Mike Norvell down at Florida State. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and this was before some more news even broke. And I said, 
there's a lot of guys that have reasons to say no to this job because it's a hard job. It's a big job. And following a guy like Saban is never an enviable position, right? There's not a ton of guys with a reason to say yes, but Mike Norvell is a guy with a reason to say yes. After a lot of reasons. I would say he had reasons yesterday. He's got even more reasons today as uh, the NCAA hammered Florida State with NIL violation sanctions, which... What are those? I was going to say, I was going to say, that's not a real thing because basically the NCAA washed their hands and says, good luck, everybody. NIL's now legal if your state says it is, but we're out. That's been their stance the entire time. So, like, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory guy here on you, and I know the NCAA doesn't control the college football playoff, but is there any chance that after Florida State eviscerated the college football playoff for leaving them out, college football playoff has a little call to the NCAA, be like, hey, get your boys in check over here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, it's, it's oddly coincidental that Florida State, and I was reading the violations, and I was like, I don't know what they did wrong that everybody isn't, like, I, first of all, I didn't know there were NIL violations. Like, I know technically the university is not supposed supposed to facilitate the deals, but, it, like, let's be honest here. That's how it works, right? It's like, uh, yeah, the collective's yeah, we, doing it. Yeah, we say the collective. The collective's but... doing it. It's like, okay, come on. This has been the worst-kept open secret of all time. And all of a sudden, Florida State, who just happens to have been very unhappy – with the ACC and very unhappy with the college football playoff and is suing their conference, by the way, all of a sudden Florida State is the one that is in violation of these NIL rules that nobody really knew existed. Because as I said before, the NCAA is like, NIL rules? What NIL rules? This is all on you guys. Good luck. Whatever your legislature says is okay. That's what's okay. So, Here's where we are now is Florida State's offensive coordinator, Alex Atkins, is punished for like a two-year show cause. He can't recruit on the road for a year, a bunch of other stuff. The university is docked, or the, the program is docked scholarships. They're docked football budget. They're docked a bunch of these things. And mm-hmm. if Mike Norvell didn't already have a reason to want to leave after being left out of the college football playoff because the ACC is a second-class citizen in college football now, then all of these violations and sanctions and whatever, it, listen, if I'm Mike Norvell, if I get that call, I'm, I'm not walking. I am running out the door. It's like, we'll figure the contract out later. Let's go. Because this would never happen to Bama. On, e- on any front, this would never happen to Bama. Now, Robbie, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, uh, I went a little rant there. Uh, I, had a lot, I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> uh, I'll start. I'll start with the sanctions because, uh, again, uh, I think they're absolutely outrageous. Um, it, doesn't everybody just do what they want? Like that. That's kind of what I said when I read all of the things that were being sanctioned against Florida State. I mean, look, look what Michigan did. Okay, let's go to the school up north. Mm-hmm. I know we've been uh, attacking Michigan left and right, but you know what? They haven't been able to block the blow, so I'm going to keep punching until they can. The way Atkins and whatever booster um, set up this this meeting with a with a future uh, potential, because he, he ended up staying at Georgia, uh, a, a potential Florida State athlete, uh, sounds a lot like 
cheeseburger. It was just a cheeseburger. Does it not? Does it not sound just like that? So if it does, why are we picking and choosing what what violations are, I guess, more shady? Um, Because, like, you, you, you can't just have all of this stuff take place with Florida State, right? Kick them out of the playoffs or sue in the conference, all that jazz. Uh, and you just can't pick what violation is worse if you don't have any rules or laws in place to keep this shady stuff from happening. There's also no scale to tell you this yeah. is like a, a level three and this is a level one. There's no scale actually out there to tell us this information. Yeah, so because the NCAA are- was hands off the entire time. They're like, we don't want to scale. We don't want to know. That's the thing. They don't want to know. Yet they're digging their nose into business now because they feel like they have to regain control over what? Over over, over the shady stuff you did? Like, you can't just say, well, two wrongs make a right now. Like, that, doesn't, that that's not how this works. So I will say the NCAA investigation into Michigan isn't done yet. All we saw was internal and Big Ten investigation. If the NCAA doesn't hammer them for actually cheating on things that impacted the game and the way they hammered Florida State for this thing that literally every person, like I hear coaches talking openly about doing this, and they're like, oh, well, I didn't mean exactly that I was facilitating, blah, blah, whatever. Like if they don't hammer Michigan for actually cheating, then I think it is the death knell for the NCAA because these power five schools are just not going to deal with it. And it might be big problem time for the ACC as well, because they may just end up like Florida state might be able to get enough teams to disband the conference. Like that's where we're at with college football right now. I think they're in really, really dangerous shape and Florida state's in bad shape too, because I I think it's going to cause them I don't think more is leaving. Breaking news here real quick before we go to Adam Smith. Aaron Mayo for Broadway. Sorry, Broad Mayo for Adam I doubt it, but we're going to talk to Adam a bit, talk about that college football.